You are listening to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast, where things are fucking off to a good start. How are you, Cabba? Uh, not bad, not bad. It's good to be here doing another one of these. Um, yeah, if if my language is particularly bad today, I do apologise. I would blame that on all the Tom Thumb lyrics I've been writing lately. Yeah. Um, so, start sucking. What have you been up to during lockdown, Ash? Um... Mate, just, yeah, working as per usual, working from home full time. Nothing's changed there, but um, I guess the routine's changed a little bit. So I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week, um, but yeah, I've been getting up at the same time as I'd normally go to, to get up to go to work. But instead of having to commute and dress nicely and all that stuff, I can mm. simply- um, Hancock. Hancock. You know, get up, move the body around, and also um, do some exercise, water the plants, and also nourish the garden. Um, <laughs> yeah, then have like a decent moment, you know, like have a coffee yeah. and brekkie if I want. Yeah, all right. Soak it up. Soak it up, mate. And then, yeah, jump online <clears throat> at normal starting work time and then just kick it through. I tell you what, don't know how you find working at home if you're doing it, but, um, Fuck you. Fuck you, computer. Really? Oh, shit. Um, oh, you... Nah, got it. Figured it out. stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I'm on these video bloody conferences all day. Jealous of that beer. My God. Mm. Um, yeah, that's tasty shit. Yeah, jealous of that beer, man. Fuck. Mm. Anyway, sorry. On these you're video on conferences. conferences, you're at home, you're hanging cock, you're watering the plants, you're talking to professionals around the world, and it's just demanding. Like in your office, you can shut the so, door. Yeah, so it's almost kind of like you're busier at home you than need, you normally even would be in some strange way. It's hard to imagine and also to believe that <clears throat> it's more difficult to just go and get a coffee or a drink of water when you're in your own house. Mm. Because like during a meeting, for example, you're sitting there and everyone's staring at everyone at the same time. Whereas in a normal meeting, like you wait until the bloke turns around before picking your nose or something. Um, <laughs> that just doesn't happen this time. Nice cock. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty full on, pretty demanding. And then like the second that you show as available, like your status on the software, a call comes through. And on my phone, I'm constantly showing as available because I'm logged in on, on my work phone. So it's just like shit is never ending, hey. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, right. I haven't quite had that level of annoyances about it just yet. Mostly get left alone. I find that maybe it's the type of people I work with, but they, I don't know. Like if someone is not at work, it's all too hard for them to figure out how to meet up with you. So I guess everyone's just catching up on other things that I don't normally have time for and that sort of stuff, which is good. Um, yeah. So I quite like it, to be honest, being in my own space and away from everyone and stuff, but it'll probably be hard to get back into real life when that happens again. Mm, for sure. And yeah, apologies for my weird ranting there. Um, unfocused rambling because I'm also 
podging for the first time on this new computer. Oh, cool. Tell me about <clears> it. <throat> it arrived and it's, also came. Yeah. So going back to the original story, it was due to be picked up from the Apple store on the 17th of March. It right as Corona was kicking in and things were closing down. And then about two hours after we got the, you can pick this up now, we got an email. The Apple store is closed indefinitely. <laughs> and we had organized for pickup from the store. So we didn't put in any delivery and stuff. And um, anyway, bit of back and forth, got an email from a courier saying, hey, we've got this damn thing. If you can't verify your address, then we're returning it. And we're like, what are you? We didn't even know it was being couriered to us. So I gave him our address and yeah, the first day I worked from home, it, it also arrived, um, but it has been sitting in the corner of this room for probably a week and a half until yesterday. Mm. I finally sort of got some time. Pro Tools ended up biting the bullet and bought a new perpetual Pro Tools license. So I've got the Pro Tools 2020.3, which is pretty sick. Um. Yeah, this is like the, literally the first time I'm using it, plus wow. all of the, you know, I had to reinstall Skype. That's why yep. we couldn't hear each other for a start. That's why I just said, what the fuck's going on? Because it tried to share my screen before. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so some teething issues. But man, I've gone, I went on my old computer, which is right next to me, and just like typed out all the plugins, like went through everything that I've got installed on there. Um and fortunately, most of my stuff resides on external hard drives, so there wasn't too much to clean up on the Mac. And but, also. Um, yeah, and also. So I'm just doing like an, a, a full sort of reinstall now, and that'll go into being like a demo slash internet computer. Okay. Um, and yeah, the download process wasn't too bad. There's Because I held on for a fair while all of the software is caught up and is now compatible with the newest OSX. So <clears throat> that was an issue previously that I didn't want to have to deal with. So that's all sorted, except for probably 10 of my Waves plugins. They're... Waves are weird because they support new versions of OSX, but they force you to renew your subscription to them. So I selected all 10 or so of my Waves plugins and said, how much would it cost? And it's going to be like 240 US dollars. So I'm like, show it up your ass. It's a few, <laughs> they're old as anyway. So why do I really care about them? Technology's moved on since then. And a chance to start a fresh new comp. Yeah. And I've got existing and um, yeah, arguably better equivalents to these plugins anyway. So I'm, I'm just happy to roll with yeah. that. Um, so this is your first time and yeah, using the other Pro one, Tools on it though, right? Yep. Wow. So no, nothing drastically different. There's a few new features I've noticed, but mm. yeah, pretty cool. The things, the thing is specked out to the fucking eyeballs. Mm. So yeah, keen to, I think how it's going to change my workflow besides it not fucking up all the time is, um, I'm going to actually, you know, do a bit what Ian does with Red Descending. You know, he starts a project as a demo and then turns it into kind of pre-production and then eventually it just becomes the album recording. Yeah, right. I'm 
sort of going to take that idea. I'll still have just a shitty demo thing because you know how messy demos and quick ideas go. But um, I'm interested in the idea of utilizing, you know, basically final tones and stuff. Like if I'm going to the effort to play really well, I may as well at least try out doing drums last for a change. Mm. So I can, you know, I guess write as drums. the drummer, you know what you're kind of planning. I'm just a bit worried about the feel thing because mm. if I'm, what's my reference point? If I'm playing to program drums in a click and then I replace those with live drums, like <clears throat> am I going to have to do some trickery there or some editing to, you know, conform one to the other? I'm not really sure, but I'll test it out. out. And yeah, do a good little experiment. I mean, it works obviously really well for Ian. Um might not work for everyone. Definitely wouldn't work mm. for me because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when I'm tracking anything. Yeah. Um, but each to their own. Give it a whirl. Yeah. I think, and Ian and I had this discussion about reamping. It's cool and everything, but there's something that gets lost in the feel when you're playing. I, I just, it's crazy. You just plug into an amp and it sounds so sick. But then when you reamp a DI straight through there, it just doesn't, it's like the levels are slightly different and the response, maybe there's something between like the capacitance of the pickup or the load and the also that it's placing on the head. And also, you know, this, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to try and do a lot more just getting as good a tones as I can and getting it all down. Um, and yeah, just maybe do drums in one big hit after the fact. Will be interesting, man. If that, uh, if you can pull that off and also do it well, I think we were involved in some highly boring story about my <laughs> shitty computer and shitty <laughs> Skype and shitty everything. Long story longer. It's all good. Everything's running. I did do an upgrade to Guitar Pro to seven. Have you done that? Yeah. Yeah, begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, but now that I've been using it a lot lately, I'm loving it more. Okay, yeah, it's a good upgrade. Easy good. to use and stuff. Yeah, that was the one thing I thought was pretty vital on the new computer that didn't work. Mm. Um, and yeah, my plan is to start actually using it. And you sent me some stuff um, a while ago that hopefully was just in email form, not WeTransfer, because I've just deleted my old computer. <laughs> so I can't get hold of that. Um, yeah, but all in all, pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, so have you been doing much music and shit or just pretty much setting stuff up and fucking around? Zero. You can see, is that this guitar? Yeah, you can see that guitar right next to me. That is there staring at me all day at work and I fucking mm. can't even get a moment to grab hold of it and also use the guitar. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but That's at, hectic. Yeah, it's, I'm also just not in the sort of mind frame for it. Mm. In saying that, though, on the weekends, I'm way more just in the zone because, you know, like you get all this without commuting, I get all this extra time to do stuff in the evening. So I'm like pretty clear by the time it comes to Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, my only hurdle has been getting this new computer shit set up. Otherwise, I'm just playing purely unplugged at the moment. Not the worst thing. Yeah. Maybe um maybe tonight, playing a bit. Yeah. 
I think so. What's the date? Tomorrow you're a, as a 35-year-old man, aren't you? I am, yeah. Hoping to have a virtual party in the evening if you're available. <sighs> More than. Did actually have a fucking wild one the other night for Josephine's 30th. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you may have gotten missed calls from Sophie on Messenger or Jim. Yeah. Uh, um, funnily enough, the yeah. next morning, and I had one last night too, it pops up in my phone. Yeah. As a messenger video thing, like in the actual phone section, because I don't have any notifications in messenger or anything. Oh, okay. Mainly because I fucking hate it and want it to <laughs> yeah. die. Um, it's so frustrating. Like when it used to happen with Claim of Throne, but we fully stopped using it. But people go like, hey, man, check the messenger and give me an answer. I'm like, why don't you just like encapsulate the question within the message you're sending right now? Because yeah. you go back to the messenger and scroll through fucking 35 lines of mm. sore dicks and shitty bloody jokes just to find out someone's gone, hey, want to have a barbecue on Wednesday? <laughs> like, fucking hell. So, yeah, I, I hate messenger, man. Yeah, I have that feeling with WhatsApp. Like, I can handle one messenger app and that's messenger and that's... Mm-hmm. That. But even still, I've got groups in there that I'm in that I just mute the conversations and... Probably haven't even opened them in multiple years. Yep. Um, so I can probably handle a few threads, but pretty much like one or two people in a group and that is it. Yeah. I think actually you hit the nail on the head and also because, yeah, it's not Messenger itself. It's just that I've got my phone, email, mm. um, you know, Messenger, WhatsApp. Some people get me through other like people will ask me to install other apps and it's just like like everyone is so into using a different communication stream yeah. that it makes it so difficult to That's what it's getting like with the the video stuff at the moment. Yeah. There's your fucking messengers, Skype, Zoom, house party, whatever yeah. other ones are there and everyone's inviting you to use these different things. Yeah, um, mate. But I've just been ignoring all of them. But that being said, the messenger one we did the other night was actually fucking heaps of fun. Um, started with just like a couple of us in there doing like a just a normal video call, drinking heaps, playing drinking games and stuff. And once you get the flow of it, it kind of feels like you're at a party hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, as soon as Jim was invited into the call, hmm. that's where it really picked up a notch and he just started inviting random cunts in. And so kind of every half an hour or whatever, you'd get someone new who's answered a call and then they've realized they're in the middle of a video <laughs> conversation with all these random pricks. Um, and even just as we're about to log off, there was like, I think it was just me, Sophie and Josephine left. And then Rigel answered a call from like hours earlier. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Rigel's head just pops up. That's hilarious. So man. we end up hanging with him for a bit. It was real funny. Yeah, I saw all these random names. Because I'm like, Clifford. I don't remember making that call last night. I thought I only <laughs> had two beers. Um, yeah, pretty funny. No, that's good. We did the same with um, FaceTime. That's another one, FaceTime. Oh, yeah. With uh, Owen uh, probably a week ago now. And that mm-hmm. was quite good. So I wouldn't mind doing, trying to get hold of my friends intermittently through that yeah. service would be cool. Yeah. I've even, I've started, I don't know, tr- I watched uh, Marco from Crypt Crawler do a solo vocal performance on Twitch last night. I was just curious to see what it was, but it was just weird. One person in a studio 
essentially playing a set, but the music is obviously through his speakers um, with all the vocals taken out and then he's doing the vocals for every song <laughs> cool. and talking between songs and stuff. Pretty funny. <laughs> Credit for having a shot at doing something different. I don't know if I would have the guts to do that. I could do a Claim the Throne set of me just screaming shit. Cabba sings Claim the Throne. Oh, I was thinking that I could potentially do acoustic show or something and just do the acoustic songs for something to do. That I'd tune into that for sure. Yeah. But I haven't played the acoustic guitar for a fair while. I'd need to practice a bit. Yeah. Which is a shame because maybe like six months ago, I was really into the acoustic stuff and I was, uh, I was in good nick, but now I'll be fucking horrible. So what does that mean for normal guitar? Are you doing a bit of that now that we're in Quaro or what? Playing guitar? Yeah. Yeah, heaps. As you would see from getting Tom Thumb songs trickled through to you every single day. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. I've just been doing that whilst I'm in the mood and while I can and while I'm feeling it until I've had enough and then, which is pretty much now, I think I've done enough. Moving on to punk now. Oh yeah, that one song you sent through was <laughs> fucking sick, dude. You should yeah. definitely keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of them. Probably finish a couple more of the Savo. Yeah, so I'm hell enjoying just doing fuck all and just not having to make up any excuses about why I can't go out and spend $100 on Ubers and get drunk and feel hung over mm. the next day. I'm just like, all of a sudden have this extra time to play guitar and stuff. So I've been enjoying that. Yeah, sick. Uh, and that would take priority over ever doing some fucking weird Twitch thing or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that stuff. At first, um, I noticed heaps of people, I think I bagged out Metallica for being too rich um, last week. But, you know, I've definitely got, a sense that that stuff's pretty important for those of us who are pretty trapped and, you know, I'm fucking lucky to be in this house with a little backyard and a little yeah. bit of a studio set up. So I do Maybe think that stuff's that. good. Um, but the one thing that I did, I, I'd noticed that Devin Townsend was doing quarantine songs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw that too. I, haven't, I was curious yeah. about it, but yeah. Not that interested in listening to it, but then he did, started doing a podcast so I've listened to two episodes of that and, well, almost the second episode's finished now, but the first one is about Ocean Machine. The second one's about City, the strapping okay. album. Cool. And the Ocean Machine one, I think, vastly better than the City one, mainly because he, he kind of wraps up all the making of the early strapping stuff in that very first one, because it has happened at the same time. But fuck, I tell you what, mate, it's interesting listening to that from his like early mid nineties perspective, like how he was trying to shop it and how he basically ended up as an independent band with the ocean machine stuff. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty good bunch of like, um, just general background on a lot of shit that, um, I think a big pitfalls of that music industry thing, um, how he kind of navigated through that is pretty interesting. And a bit of it is luck as well. It's not like he was just mm. the smartest dude on earth. It just sort of fell into place that way. Yeah. Um, I've read a bit about his background and stuff before and it's, yeah, real interesting. Yeah. Um, Worth a what, listen What's though. the podcast? Just some new podcast that he started. He's just going through, people were asking him to do it and he said he hates podcasts, but then he just decided to do it. And then after the first one, it says, sounds like he likes it. 
but yeah, the first one's just, well, each of them are just delving into an album, sort of the creation of it, what was happening at the time and stuff. And it, um, yeah, I reckon the second one could probably be half the length. The first one's pretty good all around, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely some stuff I didn't know in there and just, yeah, worth a listen, man. I would, okay. I would definitely recommend I would definitely will. I've probably been haven't been listening to that many podcasts lately, and I don't think as many have been coming out, and also um, being released. I think um, it's on Spotify, okay, and it's definitely on YouTube, but it's not on the Apple Podcast thing. So I had to listen off YouTube, which is a bit of a pain in the ass, but mm. whatever was good. I did wake up this morning and uh, watched on YouTube. Some like full live performance that Ailstorm released. Oh yeah, and some. I think a few bands are doing that, just releasing these live sets that they've previously recorded and stuff, and never really released them before. Um, and that was kind of cool. It was like a full pro shot footage of a um gig in Netherlands or something. Three thousand people and mm. really good sound, really good video footage and stuff. Um, because I know it was it. Insomnium and Omni and Gatherum were doing some live streamed concert or something that they'd been amping up for a few weeks and you had to get pre-sales and stuff. And then they went to do it last night and the um, the streaming provider had some issues or something and they couldn't do it. No. (laughs) So they've still um, played the shows and recorded them, but they couldn't, no one could tune in to stream it. So now they'll probably just release it as a live video or some video you can watch on YouTube whenever, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if Metallica were actually just releasing old videos maybe rather than actually recording new ones. Oh, okay. I might have been off the mark on that last week. Um, but I don't hate the idea of people like releasing extra, you know, pre-filmed footage and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of cool of- watching a whole gig this morning just, I don't know, in the background and stuff was kind of like you just feel like you're doing something, I guess. Yeah. I- Music fix. I guess with that Metallica thing, um, hard to articulate what I'm actually trying to say, but I think it's just the idea that those bands that do have, are just full of cash and have their own studios and fucking everything sick that they have access to are the mm. bands that are putting stuff out. Whereas, like, you know, it would surprise me that Omnium Gatherum and stuff were able to get that sort of thing together um, during this time. So. Yeah. Well, it was because they had just arrived in America to start their massive-ass fucking tour like a month ago. Yeah. And the, da- they- the first day they arrived, their tour got cancelled. Are they stuck um, there? Uh, no. They managed to get out, but they lost so much fucking oh money from it. Oh, my God. Because it was like, <laughs> it's like a 30 or 40-date tour or something, 40 at least probably, those two bands. Mm-hmm. And... um. Yeah, didn't even get to play one show, I don't think. And so they set up some fucking fundraising thing. Um, So they would have got a bit of money back from that. And then they were doing pre-sales for this streaming thing. And so they would have hired a venue and hired production crew and all that stuff. They were trying to do it pro. Mm. Um, So, yeah, then I guess they probably have to refund everyone and (laughs) and that too. I don't know. Hopefully, buddy, Yari gets um, time... How's the nerve of him, by the way? Being an endorser of every product on earth now? That and all, like doing April Fool's jokes saying time to, big news coming soon and shit like that. 
Oh, what is I didn't, he, eh? Didn't see that. Fuck, all well and good if you haven't done like a $50,000 crowdfunding campaign for more music to come out or however much it was and the rest. Sorry. Yeah, 750,000 euros, <laughs> you mean, or whatever yeah, it fucking was. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, crazy shit. Um, but then, <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you've heard of this band before called Rumahoy. But they- <laughs> <laughs> They've just announced their next album coming out soon and it's called Time to Party, spelt time two, like dash dash, like what Winter Summer doing. Obviously, must be a piss take. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't this fucking old, old news? Is it? I have no idea. Unless I'm, it was an April Fool's thing every year. I don't know. Maybe. I saw, I saw something about that quite a while ago now. I thought it was you I was talking to about oh, it, but- my memory is like a sieve. Hey, my computer's just finished secure erasing that malware I accidentally installed about five minutes before I started this process. Oh, that's good. Um, trying to do the righty, trying to get an older version of OS X on my computer so I could be running Pro Tools 11 on that old computer. Mm-hmm. And so I go through this site and it's all, it's pretty legit um, uh, mus- uh, music, sorry, Mac-based internet magazine and it linked me to a file and I ins- I installed it with the aim of trying to unpackage it and also and it's installed six meg of something it should have been more like six gig of something and I thought that just seems so sketchy so I jumped on and just thought sorry whatever's left on this computer but you have to die <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway um, apart from shit being just bit fucking strange. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm finding that I'm a lot more clear-headed and also around this time, like, going for walks. <laughs> and so I do think that this creative stuff will start flowing, especially with this new, yeah. um, new shit I've got together. Interesting little wrinkle again and also. A um, friend of mine is having a baby and also his um, girlfriend's giving birth soon. So they need to create a... <laughs> baby room and he's the friend that has a famous cobra that me and ian were talking about that head that ian reckons he loves okay and he messages me and he's like hey mate is it cool if i just like store this at your house and you can just use it as if it's yours whoa um while i sort out how i'm gonna house a baby and i was like fucking oath so sweet that's pretty cool use Um, that for some recording perhaps Hundred percent, yeah. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. So, have we got any way of recording drums during this period, or that all just has to wait? My idea, like, I could definitely do it here, but how fucking frustrating and arduous it is to track drums would just instantly raise noise complaints because everyone in the street's home. Yeah. So it's not like I, mean, I can do it during the day. Obviously, definitely doing it at my house, but that involves going out and going in someone else's abode yeah it would be super ghetto too so mm. i mean that could be quite cool but um tom yeah. thumb maybe harvest trail i'd again Not harvest, like we, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just in general I, guess. I think having a mobile tracking uh f- facility what am i talking about rig um if i could get access to a room and i've thought about this if hairdressers and 
um, ball tamperers can stay open during this time, then surely there's some sort of, I don't know, local count. Are local council halls, you would know this, still staying open for Negative. No. Fuck. Is that a mandate or is that just a Yeah, particular? I think it's a mandate. Hmm. Don't know. Yeah, all um, mm. sports clubs, scout halls, any community hire facilities, public dunnies. Right. A lot are shut unless you know someone with a key. Right. So. But no. Yeah. Um, is is the hen house open? Closed? No, nah, it's shut. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fuck, dude. Don't I'm just I. thinking about for even just any fucking musicians or bands in general. Like, has no one got the ability to record anything during this time? Well, if you've got recording facilities available to you in your house, I guess, mm. or if you if you're like Bernard, perhaps, and you have um, Red Empire Media, or something, yeah, an office, yeah, you could probably do it there. But that relies on you having a the fucking skills to do it because it's not easy, and b the equipment. Um, or that should probably be in the other order. But, yeah, it's hard enough to fucking do a drum recording in a studio, let alone to do it on the run. Mm. So, yeah, maybe not. But I, that's part of my drive to start tracking, like, legit tracks from home because I can do guitar. For, so for all of my projects that involve me playing guitar, I can do that here. Same with bass. Um, for my stuff with Ray, he's got recording shit in his house and we did that over the internet last time so that can kick ahead so we can probably get it quite a lot of progress through and then just do drums after but my issue is more personally for finishing the writing of the stuff Mm. um yeah i don't want to just push something out because I can now, because I definitely can. Um, I, I want to kind of refine the songs, and I think this is the perfect time if I'm trapped in my house. I can do that, you know? I would think mm. it's the same for any Claim of Throne or new shit that you're writing. Like, you can actually work on it if you want, rather than Yeah, whatever. definitely. I mean, could come out of this in six months and have, like, all sorts of fucking projects ready to go. Yeah. But then it will just, yeah, involve... Know, whatever's involved in making them eventuate after after it's all said and done. I mean, would you use this time to upskill your recording knowledge or is that just a step too far? Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it's not my specialty, so I don't want to turn it into my specialty or anything. Like, I just like to do what I do, I guess, but... It probably would be beneficial. Yeah. Don't know. Maybe. Mm. I need a new computer rig and stuff as well. Yeah, it's true. Um, mm. But possibly. Yeah, because I don't see future musicians not being able to do this shit all on their own. Um, but at the same time, I still see the need for people who fucking are really into it and really know what they're doing because... Yes, particularly with acoustic instruments like drums and stuff. 
you still need to know what you're doing. But if you're just tracking some DIs, I've just gone and said I think reamping might not be that great. But if you can just get your head around tracking good DIs and signal flow and stuff like that and just everything being in its right place, same with vocals, then during a time like this, fuck, you could be sending me stuff and I could be reamping it here and mm. you could be sending me vocals and I could be, for all intents and purposes, mixing a fucking production and then just mm. replacing the drums later or, or something like that anyway. Yeah. Guess so. Yeah. Guess I could. You just, I don't know, you just lose the... um. Yeah, that experience of jamming the songs with someone and, mm. I don't know, playing it and having that fun time putting it together. But, yeah, that being said, yeah. not that it's not fun doing it another way. Yeah, but, you know, like, maybe more what I mean is the whole path Owen and a lot of guitarists went down early on. mm which was to start getting some software, basic software amps, freebies and stuff, and then getting starting to get really wicked at getting sick guitar tones out of that shit. Because mm. um, I know your rig, like you can't, it's not really that um, feasible for you to crank up your quad box and stick a mic in front of it. That's easy enough to do, but it's just not practical in your house with your fucking wife there and shit. Um, so, yeah, if you got really good... At tracking through virtual instruments and or virtual amps and stuff, then it's more I find that it's inspiring to be able to pull wicked tones and fuck around with effects and you can get more into the line of pre-production rather than just into demos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I know personally I get really fucking good at guitar on the songs I'm playing become a like a fucking expert on them because I just like craft like little nuances and experiment with effects and things that I hear on albums. I try and make my shit sound like that. And it's all just like, like really good practice that feeds into how I want an album to sound at the end of it. Um, as opposed to just like spending tons of time, just learning software. Cause that can be pretty boring. And uninspiring. But, um, yeah, if you just do a few of those yards, you might find you actually get more out of it creatively in the long run. Mm. What would be the best place to start? Because <clears throat> you use Reaper, there's a guy, and I think I've hooked a few people up I know with this. There's a guy on YouTube or a bunch of YouTube videos, how to use Lapulin amps, L E U no. L-E-P-O-U-L-I-N and Lecab, L-E-C-A-B, with Reaper. Mm. I'll post a link in the show notes. Um, And what that, yeah, allows you to do is to get a preamp or get like an amp head, basically. And then the Lecab side of it is, and he's got a few different models of head so one based on like a Mesa one on a Marshall one on a whatever and then the LeCab you can import these um impulse responses I think I've actually set you up with this rig before haven't I you may have back in the day it might be in here somewhere 
Yeah. Anyway, the virtual cabinet files, which are called impulse responses, you can just drag those into the lacab and then you've got a little rig. And man, so many people have just done albums with those things. Like a lot of those metalcore and stuff in the mid 2000s were using this kind of shit. Um, and you can also do things like run through your metal zone that I know you have into I'll your interface. Ah, oh, spewing. Oh, no. Still got it. Still got it. And then use LeCab as a cabinet simulator. And you'd be surprised how good that actually sounds as a pairing. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll put, I'll put some links in. Could be worth cool. fucking around with. And then, like, heaps of companies make free, you know, like, delays and choruses and all this stuff. And you can throw them in your signal chain in Reaper. And you can have, like, interesting effects going and tones and stuff and save them as as effects chains in Reaper. Mm. So, when you turn on your computer, instead of just plugging in whatever and going, you could turn it on. And just like you load a drum kit up on Stephen Slate... You can just load up your, this is my solo tone and this is my high gain tone and mm. start getting really quite consistent um, sounds all the time and refine them and mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have a bass as well? No. No, I wouldn't mind one though. Not that I have room for it, but they are fun yeah. to muck around with. I yes. just use um, clean guitar tone for my bass. If yeah, I right. Yeah, because, yeah, okay, we'll forget about buying shit. But, yeah, it's surprising how good you can really get in terms of guitar and bass tone with free plugins and stuff. Like, it's not yeah. um, as good as high-quality shit or, um, you know, an amp in a room and all that kind of stuff through a good chain, but it's pretty damn convincing. Um, it'd certainly be as good as Cabasing's Claim of Throne. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like something you can do yourself that sounds quite good. Hypothetically, say I nailed it and could get some really good stuff, um, record some wicked demos, do I just put program drums with it or do I send it to a drummer to essentially have to record drums first and then re-record all of the guitars anyway? Depends who your drummer is. I think for me, like if you look at the Harvest Trail shit, right? Um, those tracks that you heard are me playing along to a click track and you guys playing along to a click track, but we've done so much practice that we're referencing the same time base and it flows to, like it sounds really fucking like we're in the room together, but that takes a lot of practice. So. Mm. If the drummer that you're referring to is me, then I, and I'm obviously recording my own drums, I'm quite aware that I'd have to be playing pretty fucking tight if you've been tracking tight to a click, you know? So there's a little bit of leeway you can have, a bit of give and take, a bit of push and pull, but um, it really relies on everything being really fucking tight to the click. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other option is if we're still in, quarantine 19 by that stage um and i'm assuming you're talking about something like a punk little punk album here is i've also toyed with the idea of um programming drums and i was talking to jesse about this as well programming drums but then maybe like fucking them up 
and doing putting distortion on them and maybe trying reamping drums in the room. Don't know, using the electric kit to sort of get a slightly more natural feel to it, even if the sounds aren't that that nice. I don't know. Like it's worth an experiment. Mm-hmm. Cool. I guess just what I'm saying is I'll generally just do shit demos just to capture ideas because I know I'm going to have to rehash them and re-record them and whatever at a later date anyway. Mm. Um, so it would be switching the mindset from just capturing ideas in a demo to, yeah, getting consistent, good-sounding, high-quality stuff every time on a demo, but then potentially I'm- having to redo it anyway. Yeah, I love the idea of Tom Thumb, where you're just just fucking getting the idea down. Whereas with your Claim of Thrones stuff, it is a big, it's quite an effort that you go to to capture just quote unquote demos. And you know mm. the tones are really inconsistent because you might do a new part a month after the original time, and you mm. forgot your settings and blah blah blah. So if you yeah, if you kind of like streamlined your mindset into Okay, if this is just getting an idea down, then the phone is fine. Um, if you're wanting to develop that idea into something, then it's worth taking the time, in my opinion, to record to have your performances really good. Mm-hmm. So you are aware of like every damn note that you want to be playing. Um, and after a while, it becomes, for me anyway, it becomes a... Um, quite a fun thing to do and i agree i don't like having to re-record it later but that's why i'm trying to get finalized tones first if i possibly can Mm. um yeah and see how that goes but that's i don't know man fucking don't know i think with claim the throne stuff i guess i'm kind of hoping it can be fixed by tapping it all and using MIDI files to have that tight sound of what is trying to be captured in the dog shit sounding demo. Um, yeah, yeah, where you have all the notes and shit that you're trying to hit clear and stuff and then eventually learn towards playing it as good as that MIDI file is. Do you do that though? The last bit? As a guitarist, yeah. Not as a recording studio tool um Mm. but like do you practice to and like how do you know that you're ready to track an album as a guitarist yes you just know if if i could play the song from start to finish and feel comfortable with my performance then i'm ready Mm. Yeah, um, but I'll, I'm more I think about the band as a whole being ready rather than just myself in that scenario, anyway. Yeah, because I think one thing I've always thought of is that you know, like the weakest link in your chain is you're only as good as your weakest chain or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm. Um, that's one thing that's always frustrated me about any band I've ever been in is that. I'm the kind of guy that does a fucking shit ton of prep and then other people might do a shit ton of prep, but then they don't, 
they perhaps aren't aware that they're not actually at that stage. So it's all, I would trust you when you say that you know that you're ready, right? But um, to put it in perspective, we did that, and maybe I'll play this shit at the end of this um, this podge, actually, those Harvest Trail fuckarounds we did with just mm. my, a couple of mics in the room and stuff. Um, that sort of thing's pretty important to me because it, it shows me that even though we've been practicing our fucking asses off, the limitations of my actual ability, because it's more than just being able to get through one song, really good start to finish. There's all this other shit involved, which is like, you've got multiple songs, you've got multiple tracks, you've got certain, maybe it's different with drums and guitar, but with, with drums, I'm, I'm wanting to achieve certain fills and things need to flow in a certain way and stuff. And yeah, when we did those practice runs with Harvest Trail, Fuck me, I was exhausted after just doing three or four songs, two or three times each. So that was a bit of an eye-opener for a start. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing was when we got them home, of those three or four takes, I fucked up the same bit every time and ended up having to like copy just a fill from the first time I did it earlier in the song to later in the song. Like broadly speaking, it was all good. And I would say technically I was ready to record that day. But there's just these, like, I would say in my head I felt 95%, but in reality it came out more about 80, 75, 80%. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what I get by putting a lot of time into demoing and stuff and and, and recording so I can listen back to my performance against a, a click and solo things and go, oh, why does that sound messy? And go, shit, I'm playing that. You know, like recognizing what it actually sounds like recorded, if you know what I mean. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I'm a fastidious oh. prick though, so <laughs> is just me. Yeah. I mean, I could track something really good on a demo and then by the time push comes to shove, I've forgotten how to play it all and I'm not in the same zone <coughs> as I was then, but that's no different from Guitar Pro or anything. It's It's keeping it. It chops up till you're ready to go, I guess. Yeah. Which is hard when you get thrown a fucking quarantine into your life. Yeah, well, hard as a drummer, but incredibly fortuitous as a guitarist. Like, Yeah, absolutely. That's that's fair. Yeah. But it's just where you prioritise your stuff. Like, I could sit here and keep practising Harvest Trail songs for the next six months, but then I'm not going to get anything else done. Agreed. But, yeah, I think there's two two things to separate there is, one, remembering the shit. Mm. And two, the technical proficiency. And mm. the technical proficiency goes across all the projects you do. So me as a drummer, I hope that I don't... like. Okay, so let's say Harvest Trail is stopping now because of quarantine. And I'm going to focus on Tom Thumb or a shitty Doom project I'm deciding right now that I'm going to do. Um, that it's not going to take any technical drumming skills at all except for just hitting one thing every four bars. I would hope that I wouldn't need to relearn drums again to get up to speed for Harvest Trail, which is what I've had to do since we kind of stopped for a long period of time. Mm. Um, And I think that's the sort of stuff that a lot of bands face with having multiple members is that some people are willing to keep their shit together um, and others aren't so much. And it naturally happens if you're always playing music that naturally your chops stay up. 
But um, yeah, I, I've just always strived to develop past where my chops are at any point. Like I always want to be better than I was with anything. Um, and then when it comes to doing stuff, things is just a fucking breeze, you know, um, or, or like quite challenging, but not killing me and not needing to rely on trickery or punt punching in's fine, but you know, like just being heavily reliant on punch ins and editing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. I might go um, tie the noose soon. <laughs> Do you think? I think that's positive, though. Don't it you is, think? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Um, it is. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I think everything, like, I think it goes even in when you're making bloody pizza dough or parmigianas and stuff like that. Like, you don't want to make a shittier parmigiana than you did last time. You want it to always be as good a parmy as you can. Um, it's funny you make that comparison because yesterday I was just doing all this. Um, I just decided to do a whole bunch of paving in my front yard. Oh, yeah. Refused to do any proper preparation. Yep. Um, just wanted to get it done because I could see it in my head and that's just how I wanted it to be and I don't care about the quality. I just want it done. Yep. Kind of thing. So I've mostly got it done, but it does look fucked, but at the same time <laughs> I don't care. It's It's served its purpose. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that being said, I've probably got to rip it all up and do it properly. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. but at least I can see in my head it's going to look okay. It's a good idea. Now yeah. we'll do it properly, which is kind of like shitty <laughs> fucking demos, but at least I know I can write an entire album's worth of this style of music. Now I'll go and tidy it up and do it properly. Yeah. Actually, that is a quite a good <laughs> illustration because <laughs> I'm not like that at all. Yeah. I would sooner not do the paving full stop yeah. if it wasn't going to come out fucking good or I'd be doing a dry run where I take a, if you're doing a 10 metre squared section, I'd do a one metre squared section with legit prep and fucking awesome. And just to prove that it's worthwhile doing the prep or something like that, you know, like yeah, what, okay. what can I get away with? Kind of yeah. like, have you ever um, done speed pierogi making? <laughs> I don't know about speed pierogi. I've made pierogi. I don't know what pace. So I challenge, it's a fucking big, you know, it's a big effort to turn out those little mm. bastards. Um, and one time in and out, I made, it was only a small plate, but probably like about 20 or so in and out wall to wall from scratch Four within an hour. Yeah. Yeah, right. One fucking hour. That So it took like insane, obviously I know how to make the fucking things, but it took insane um, attention to sort of prioritization and um, multitasking. So this goes on when this goes on and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I knew that my batch had to be a lot smaller in order to push it out. And also, and um, yeah, it was, it was doable, but... Was it what I would ever do again? Fuck no, because it was like almost put me into an early grave trying to turn <laughs> it around that quickly. Yeah, right. Um, it was because I found out Nana was going to be at my sister's house for dinner and I was like, I'm going to whip some fucking pierogies up and yeah, okay. blow her little tits off. But <laughs> yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's a bit like that. Like I like sort of pressure testing things and 
like the Harvest Trail stuff, like I love the idea of just turning up and you're like, what's all this extra shit? Like, well, we're doing a a live mm. pre-production session today. Mm-hmm. Well, you, do you have all the shit? Not really, but let's just fucking see what happens. And then now I, now I know that I can get a good kick and snare sound with just one mic or, you know, like you find out these little things along the yeah. way. And I guess those things you find out aren't, exclusive to that particular pro- project. Exactly. That's that's some knowledge that you'll have forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I guess is my worries. Like, why would I spend so long trying to make the perfect two-minute punk song before I know whether I can write ten punk songs? True. I'll try and write all the fuckers first, then I know that I've actually got something that is worth working on. Your issue is, according to me, is that you just shat out nine Harvest Trail songs and then exactly, almost, I would say 98% exactly as they were written, they're exactly fine. So you're like, well, every time the first time I ever do anything is going to be fucking 98% where it needs to be or whatever. And you just, you've just got this ability to churn. Cabba sings mm. Claim of Throne. I'm just going to record a fucking solo acoustic project. Done. Mm. You know? Paving. Write a novel. It's the worst book of all time, but <laughs> at least I've released a book. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think the Harvest Trail songs are sick. I think they're fucking mm. awesome. And it's just like, I can see how you have the attitude you do because you've been really successful at just fucking doing what your heart tells you. Mm. And, um, and, and that's obviously a lot of the other writing and shit in your life that you've done and all the what I consider work, which is listening to so many fucking new albums and paying attention and writing down notes in your little riff diary in your fucking Subaru. Like, <laughs> like you, you put in a lot more effort than you lead on you do. Um, it's just you execute once and just at high speed and, you know, mm. strap in, boys. This I'm writing an album tomorrow. Yeah, it would be different if I wanted to just write all these songs and have a good recording and release it, then I would probably take it a bit more seriously and putting together some cool studio project and just releasing it and that's the end of that. But because I kind of like the multiple people environment, Mm. I kind of go, what's like? I'm not going to spend fucking heaps of time making this sound really good when I might not even be able to find any band members interested in this or... That sort of thing. I mean, just so I many mean what even, ifs, you know? even refining the songwriting. Mm. Like, you've pretty much just been able to go, here it is, Tom Thumb, same deal. Like, this mm. is it, and it came out sounding fucking good without much effort, you know? Well, that was an in- different thing in, in entirety. Like, is it? Not Well, that was not even putting songs together. That was just recording shit onto a phone, and somehow we shat something out. But, I mean, but, yeah, it's the same thing, man. Yeah, I guess so. And it's working. Anyway, enough about that fucking shit. Quite interesting, though. It's mm. to me your your approach to music is a wild ride, eh? It's like <laughs> cab or one hour pierogies, Capriotti. That's for sure. Yeah, they turned out great, by the way. So, the oh yeah, that works. was my next question. You said you wouldn't do it again. Oh, I just mean it's like quite stressful. Mm. It's more of a cabba, cabba feel. Yeah. yeah, right. 
overactive thyroid feel. Mm. Um, album of the week? Yeah, probably the self-titled Blood Duster album that I've never really spent the time listening to much before. Really? Um, but fuck, I've been Why? giving that a good hammering this week. I don't know. Tom Thumb? Probably. Because I was writing a bit of Tom Thumb, I just felt like listening to Grind. Um, and when I say Grind, I still wanted some riffs and some groove and some funniness about it. And there's not that many bands out there that really have consistently funny groove to their sound, I guess. Um, which is why I always go back to Blood Duster a fair bit. Yep. Um, yeah. You can listen to the the extreme style of grind, which is great, but don't know. Anyway, just enjoying that. It's quite a, there's a good variety of, of styles throughout that album. I always thought it was one of their worst, but it's grown on me. Okay. I'll have a listen. Peel it back and have a listen. Mm. And you? Um, I've been listening to the newer Sun O album, Life Metal. Fuck me. I know. Um, like several times this week. Right. I think at a certain point in the day, I'm like, I need to switch my brain into a different gear. And I've just been, yeah, listening to that start to finish. So it's like barely music. Yeah. Can you explain it to me so I can... Uh, well, this appreciate it next time I hear it. Have you listened to Life Metal? No, I don't know. I've only listened to bits and pieces of Sunno many years ago. I couldn't tell you about release titles. Yeah, I think the first song is like the most commercial sounding or accessible sounding Sunno album uh, song I've ever heard. Um, and it has a female singer in it that's like singing away a little bit. Um, but yeah, the whole thing—it's kind of like, um, kind of like I imagine people who don't like Doom listening to Mournful Congregation as their first foray into Doom, mm. like just really, really that extreme end or something. And yeah, this is like almost the next step after that, which is like, um, it's no drums and it's a guitar tone that's like so extreme and fuzzed out and huge that it almost stops sounding like guitar at all. Um, just like heavy swaths of distortion and yeah, it's just like really long extended chord progressions for about an hour and nine minutes. Um, but yeah, don't know what it is, but I've actually enjoyed this one, but I'm not a, I'm not a Sano fan normally, by the way. Mm. What um, made you... Turn that on. I saw it in Diabolic Records last time I went on mm. vinyl. And I'd listened to it when it came out because I always I always at least give them the time of the day because they're one of those bands that intrigues me how they exist. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and like I don't mind Void, which is their first one. Uh, more recently, again, same thing. I've given it so many cracks and I just finally sort of clicked a little bit one day. And this was the same thing. I think my just my brain has been just frying all week, and then or even at the end of a day, just putting that on and 
it's just mush. I don't, I'm not having to take in too much viscera, like in the way of lyrics or complexity or anything like that. And it's just, fuck knows, man. Mm, cool. Don't understand it. I'm looking forward to giving it a crack and also a shot this afternoon. But yeah, and album art looks sick, by the way. I reckon it looks fucking awesome. That's probably mm. what drew me back into listening to it is when I looked at the vinyl, I was like, this is super cool. It's like a cloudburst sort of a, th- I don't really know what it is, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. The end? The end. 